Hi, I'm Marlon Walker, and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland, and today I don't really have anything planned. Um, I thought I would just get on and sort of talk about some of my uh, gaming ideas, some stuff that I hope to do in the future, some of the games I've been looking at recently in case you need more games to look at. Um, and then, yeah, I... Um, yeah, just going to talk for a little bit and hang out and see what comes of it. So, yeah, uh, let us get into it. All right. So, um, yeah, what's been going on? I played in a couple of games recently. We played session one of um, the Adventures in Middle Earth game, and that went uh, pretty well. It was a lot of fun. Um we didn't have any combat or anything. It was all just kind of character interaction stuff. Um, a couple of sort of non-dice or semi-dice challenges, essentially. Um, basically, you know, a little bit of die rolling and a lot of talking about kind of what we wanted to do and how we felt about things. And then there was some, some die rolling for corruption saves. That was pretty fun. I really like... Um, having the shadow system in uh, Adventures in Middle-Earth, I think it's a really good way to, um, A, it sort of encourages kind of role-play in the way that I think alignment is supposed to, but I don't really ever feel like alignment does, in the sense that um, shadow is sort of the, the stick. If you don't play... Like a hero, you get shadow points, and shadow points are bad, so you don't want to get shadow points. Um, versus alignment never seems to uh, quite um, create the type of play that I am interested in. It feels like um, this that kind of you know heroic um, obligation doesn't doesn't seem to come from alignment very often. Um, anyway, that's just one of my thoughts about it. it. It also, I think, is a really good, um, a well-made game with a lot of, uh, cool moving parts. Um, we did not play The One Ring because The One Ring is a little more complicated, and I felt like that would be a little tougher for my crew of players. Um, Looking back at it, I'm not entirely sure that's true. I don't know that it's that much more complicated than 5e, and I think they might be able to grok it well enough um, with a little bit of help at the beginning. But um, anyway, that's okay. Adventures in Middle-Earth is a, a perfectly fun um, game, so that's what we're playing. Um yeah, I suppose if we if we all decide that we really like it and we have a lot of fun in a long campaign, I might suggest that we play the One Ring for something like the uh, Darkening of Mirkwood campaign. If we uh, want to keep playing in Middle Earth, that would be fun. Um, let's see. I played in a sort of impromptu pickup session of Mayfair's DC Heroes. Um, Kevin Madison for... Um, the, the Night Below campaign, we were down a bunch of players, so um, he sort of said, here's a couple options, and we were like, oh, well, we'll play whatever. So he said, all right, let's play um, DC Heroes, and it was a lot of fun. Um, 
it was good. It was a little, I, I mentioned when we played that it seemed like it was a little um, of its time in the sense that you had to reference a chart for every role or actually reference two charts essentially for every role if you were successful on the first chart, um, which is not bad. It just, by comparison to some of the, the newer games where it's all, you know, like math you can do in your head and stuff like that seems like a little... Uh, little sort of quirk of the way games were designed in previous periods versus the way that they are now. So, um, but it was fun. It was a, so fun gameplay. Um, I'd be really interested to see what you could do with something like icons with the same players or a similar setup or something like that. Partly because I think icons, one of its strengths is that it plays really, really quickly. Um, the math is so simple and the, the kind of core gameplay is really, really straightforward, easy to really easy to grok that it, um, is really easy to get through, uh, a lot of story in icons without nearly um without the the dice slowing you down ever um we by comparison we had one combat and it was a fun combat but it was one combat between three player characters that lasted um the better part of three hours so not a bad thing necessarily just um thinking about some more modern games that would handle that sort of thing differently. Um, and I think Icons has become, if not my favorite superhero game, one of my favorite superhero games, um, just because, partly because it moves so quickly um, and it is so uh, fluid and flexible and there's really a lot that you can do with it. Um, so anyway, that's just one of the things I was thinking about when we played DC Superheroes. But um, DC Superheroes was a lot of fun. I played Deadshot. Um, and got to be a, a wonderfully messed up uh, Deadshot who was uh, sort of instructed to use non-lethal combat and then started blasting away at his buddies as soon as he got the chance. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, anyway, um, it, was a, it was a fun time playing DC Heroes. What else? I, I played the Ash session in the morning, and that was fun. Um, oh, you know, Ash is a really good game, and there's a reason that our version of AD&D that we play looks a whole lot like Ash um, in play. There's, there's some differences, but there's a lot that has been um, inspired by the way that Ash handles things. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. We... We're sort of exploring this uh, Atlantean tower, or maybe not an Atlantean tower, maybe like a um, descendant of a descendants, or um, like a tribe who discovered this stuff tower. It's sort of unclear exactly what is going on, but um, we're making our way up to the top of the tower to uh, smash the the guy who keeps coming over the speakers and taunting us basically that seems to be the plan um anyway fun fun stuff yeah um and then i tried to put together a game for saturday and that didn't really pan out i couldn't uh get enough players to do that um 
which was okay because I ended up sleeping. Um, I ended up taking like two naps on Saturday instead. Um, so that was good. Um, and then I didn't play on Sunday um, in the Crystal Shard game because I wasn't feeling well. And so I missed that. And uh, yeah, that's the, the recent games. And let me pause right here. And um, I'm going to come back and talk about some of the things I've been reading and looking at and all that sort of stuff and um, some of my, my ideas. So I thought I'd do just another section kind of going over like, you know, I don't know, uh, stuff that I'm thinking about in terms of games and games I've been reading and games I want to play and all that sort of stuff because I've got I've got a couple of uh, ideas for things. One is I've still got this idea to do a sort of Arthurian greatest hits um, campaign as I described it. The, basically a lot of the kind of moments from the various uh, Arthurian stories. Um, Rather than trying to go through something like the Great Pendragon campaign and that whole kind of uh, endeavor to try to play like the the most exciting bits, essentially, um, and would have kind of large time jumps in between the different... Um, the different uh, periods... And it would be, you know, about the kind of way that the, the the sort of time passes in this world and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that would be, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I originally thought that it would be obvious to use Pendragon for it. Um, I, when I was reading Burning Wheel, that seemed like an obvious choice. Um, another... Uh, if I was going to do it in a burning wheel system, I might do it in the hot circle RPG because I think that it would be a little more um, modular in some ways um, to try to get it to uh, work just the way I want it to. Um, but I'm not. I'm still not entirely sure. There's some other ones that have come up um, that I think would be interesting. Um, to do that. But that's sort of one of the big things I'm thinking about is this kind of uh, Arthurian grand campaign um, play the hits, essentially, of this King Arthur story. Um, and that sort of ties into another idea that I had where um, I had a, a short story that I wrote back in college uh, that the idea was sort of about the relationship between um, mythology and history and kind of deep history and the way that it um, resonates down to the present and all that sort of stuff. And that it might be fun to do something related to kind of that story in one of these systems too, that we could do something interesting um, play like playing in two time periods within the same world almost 
um, something like that have, you know, like alternating sessions so that, you know, one session is one time period and another session is a different, you know, later time period where the sort of events of the first time period have already happened, but there's still sort of room for the, the players to put their kind of spin on how, how things happen and then kind of how they feel about all that. And then to kind of, um, I don't know, to, to do something a little, a little different than the kind of traditional um, RPG campaign is sort of the idea. Um, I've also been thinking a lot about my Conan session from last Wednesday, um, almost a week ago now, and how much I enjoyed doing a session where the focus of the, the kind of the focus was on kind of how the story is told rather than what is being told in the story. And I think that's something that's, I mean, that's something that I really like a lot in um, a lot of the, the other media that I like, you know, film, how the film is shot versus what's actually happening in the film in, in literature, you know, how the story is told and the sort of like, you know, potential on the, the level of the, the language itself the way the story is told rather than just kind of <laughs> focusing on what happens in the story. You know, a lot of these books that I like um, don't have that much happen in them. Although many of them have a little more happen in them than kind of seems obvious at the beginning um, or seems, seems like you would believe happens based on the way that some people uh, talk about these books. Um, but they, they kind of have things happen subtly and that it's much more the, the kind of experience of reading is much more focused on the uh, specific, you know, the language, the words that the author has chosen to tell the story than necessarily the kind of events that are being um, presented. So anyway, I really enjoyed doing something like that for the Conan game. And I've been thinking about how to do that more in my other games. Um, and I don't, don't really have a solution yet, but I've been thinking a lot about it. And, and I think if I come up with something that is worth sharing with you guys, I will, um, do just that, share it with you guys. And, um, talk about kind of what what sort of stuff seems to me to to fit for that um there's some other stuff i've still been i've been really um after playing basin i've been really interested in the year zero engine games and there are a couple of them that i've been thinking about coriolis um and forbidden lands and there's one superhero zero which is a um a a fan-made project that uses the Year Zero engine, more of the Forbidden Lands style version of it for um, superhero gameplay. And it has a really interesting kind of block crawl system where you go block by block and try to, you know, patrol the block and see if there's any kind of criminal element stuff going on um, to try to, you know, keep crime down and all that sort of stuff. And then as you let it, if you don't patrol, as you let it build up, it gets worse. And there's a whole kind of back and forth of trying to, trying to kind of keep a lid on things and all that. So anyway, that's pretty cool. Um, seems like that might be a fun game. Um, 
Against the Dark Master is one that just came out. Um, it had a big Kickstarter that I backed on some level. I don't remember how how much I even backed it, but um, it has just come out in PDF, and I think I might read that and um, figure out if that would be useful for something. I don't know. Let me check on Roll20 if they have a sheet because that would be helpful. I know they've had a quick start out for a while, so somebody may have made a sheet. I see against the Dark Yogi, but Yogi, but not against the Dark Master. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing there. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, there are a couple of games I've been thinking about. Um, HeroQuest, actually. There was a sale on HeroQuest Glorantha, and that reminded me of how much I like that game, um, the role-playing game, the, the board game that's a sort of dungeon crawler I've never actually played. Um, but the role-playing game I really like, and there's um, a couple of supplements for it that create kind of a... The, the base HeroQuest Glorantha is set in central Glorantha in the Dragon Pass, and it's the, the Sartorites versus the Lunars in... Um, conflict and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's some books that have a little bit of information about the Gloranthan West, which is more um, chivalric, and it might be interesting to do something out there, kind of away from the main story. Um, seems like that could be something fun. I have a print copy of the Book of Glorious Joy, which you can't uh, get any other way. Um, from D101 Games. I guess they lost the license to it or something. I don't know. Because um, they have a, a drive through page with other stuff, but not the Book of Glorious Joy. Um, and then just recently, there was a, a community content release that's called the, the, the Heart of the Flame, the Sword of the Flame. I don't remember exactly. Um, but it's more about the kind of... Glorantha and West as presented in the Book of Glorious Joy. Um, so that's uh, cool. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, Kingdom of the Flame Sword. I was totally off, although I had little bits and pieces that were right. Um, Kingdom of the Flame Sword, more material for a sort of chivalric Glorantha and West. Um, so that might be a lot of fun and that might be a way to do something like my, um, greatest hits Arthurian campaign in a setting that doesn't kind of lend itself to, uh, or that, that it wouldn't be quite so, um, filled with misconceptions and expectations that I'm not as interested in. I think one of the sort of problems with the King Arthur story, trying to do a game based on it, is that everybody has an idea about King Arthur. And I think often their ideas about King Arthur have more to do with like the, the Borman Excalibur film or with um, Howard Pyle's uh, versions of the story or all of that sort of stuff. And I really want to tell something that feels um, 
Thomas Mallory esque that that has the kind of particular flavor that I associate with Thomas Mallory. So anyway, um, that's just thinking out loud about potential things to do. Um, but yeah, that's some some ideas, some potential things that could uh, be done in terms of my role-playing. Um, I'm not entirely sure what is next for me in terms of big projects. I think that's kind of why I'm thinking about this is I'm not sure what what should be next. Um, I've got Sword and Scoundrel kind of underway, and it's uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that, although we've missed a couple of sessions, and so I'd like to kind of get back into that and try to make sure that we're all having fun and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I... Uh, I am not entirely sure. And I've got my family game, and we did the Adventures in Middle-Earth thing, and it seems like that's going to go for a while. Um, there's certainly a lot of material in Adventures in Middle-Earth to play through. Um, so um, that would be that would be cool. Um, certainly that would be a, a fun way to spend some evenings and all of that sort of stuff. Um So yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just sort of thinking out loud at this point. Um, ideas for things to um, stories to stories to tell, games to run, that sort of thing. Um, I'm also thinking a little bit about the solo stuff, which um, I I have enjoyed playing solo um, a fair bit, and I think I would like to get back into that, start up a, a sort of solo campaign. It doesn't really, I think, make sense to do a sort of Arthurian Greatest Hits solo, campaign solo, just because that, um, I don't know, that doesn't feel quite like what I want to get out of it in some ways, if that makes sense, that somehow uh, doing it solo would be a, you know, if, if I couldn't, show it off to people somehow it would be a little uh, unfortunate um but i'm not entirely sure why that is um because i know i would have fun with it um i don't know i'm gonna think about that and then i'm gonna also think about trying out um there's a couple of games that uh i have got that i think would work for solo pretty well and um I'm going to try some of those out, hopefully, soon. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm, I've got kind of a lot of options right now. That's, and it's sort of a, a nice place to be in the sense of not having a, um, a solid plan, but having a lot of kind of ideas being sort of in the brainstorming session for um, what do I, what do I want my kind of next big project to be? with regard to role-playing. Um, so yeah, I am, uh, I'm going to think about it. All right. I think that is going to be that. Um, I have another episode in the works 
that I'm going to do that um, is based on one of my buddy Jason Connerly's episodes. He talked a fair bit about um, player agency constraints relative to kind of making the story happen. And I think I'm going to gonna do an episode on that concept um, kind of when when is it okay when you need to or what is what is the sort of nature of constraining player agency and how should we think about constraining player agency um for to hit like specific story beats and things like that um so yeah i um i've got that in the works i've got a couple of call-ins from some people that i'm gonna put into a, a, an episode and respond to. And um, I'm also, you know, thinking about all this stuff that I was sort of brainstorming about, um, thinking about what the, the next big project ought to be, all of that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I am, uh, I've got some stuff coming up for the podcast. Also, you should, if you have not already, you should check out the YouTube channel. It's just live from Pelham's Wasteland um, on YouTube. And uh, I've got some cool stuff there, including some of the uh, solo play stuff for Friday Night Fights, um, which is basically just me rolling dice and narrating out as if I was watching a boxing match. But it's pretty fun. Um, it's a pretty cool little game. So anyway, um, yeah. Hope you have enjoyed this kind of spontaneous mess around and talk about random stuff episode. And uh, I will talk to you soon. If you want to get in contact with me, I'm at cows from Pals on Twitter. I'm also here on anchor and you can leave a voice message and I will play it during the show. And um, yeah, I uh, hope to hear from you soon. I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland, and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody.